Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Jordy Collada from the Jordy Collada Show. Our podcast daily is brought to you by RMB Builders. Give Reb Bourgeois a call today. He is a custom home builder offering both new construction and can remodel in the Baton Rouge area and surrounding areas. They are licensed for commercial and residential construction. They can also handle your office renovation or building maintenance. They're online at rmb-builders.com. They're on Instagram and Facebook at RMB Builders LLC. Rhett Bourgeois and RMB Builders bringing you the Jordy Collada podcast. Welcome in to a Memorial Day edition of the Jordy Collada Show. Let's start right there. A great big salute to mm-hmm. all the veterans and everybody who makes waking up and doing this show possible. For everybody that has served this country and serving right now, a uh, great big thank you from the Jordy Collada Show and happy Memorial Day to everyone. Let's not forget why we celebrate this holiday as it is for the men and women that fight to keep our freedom alive here. Happy Memorial Day to everybody out there. We appreciate you for starting your day here with us. We will be in and out here on this Monday as there's a lot to get to and some things to look forward to. No guests, even though we got a full house here with uh, or Katie's at the beach. We're missing Katie, but we've we got... Uh, I believe she's in Sandestin. I think so. Um, we asked the same question. Yes. Everyone I know is in Grand Isle. Place to be. Really? Ooh, have you ever been wow. to Grand Isle Beach? Yes. Sneaky sand. good. Sneaky good. Sand Sneaky is a good. little sand. The sand is bizarre. It, it like it like rips your feet up. It's well, like it's, a little gritty. It's got the shells in it. Yeah. Right? Little cut up shells. Yeah. 
Uh, Makes it tough. Don't worry. It's not the Tarpon Rodeo this weekend, is it? Oh, I don't know. Why is everybody in Grand Isle? Just uh, to parents have like beach okay. or camps. Okay. Have you been to the Tarpon Rodeo? No, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> your, fir- your first summer in South Louisiana, if you can squeeze the Tarpon Rodeo into it, you might write a book, young Jack. The, the tarp? <laughs> tarpon Rodeo. It's just a uh, it's a sport fish. It's, a uh, free sport, for, it's an excuse. It's a, yes, it's exactly right. <laughs> it's a sport okay. fishing tournament. I'm, I'm getting what you're putting down uh, now. Yes, yes. Uh, but it, right around your age is usually the golden age of it uh, to experience it. And it's in Grand Isle? It's in Grand Isle. I believe, right? I, I mean, think so, yeah. yeah it's yeah. All, it, it, on the coast. Um, the chat will let us know if we're wrong. Jack is here. Noah is here. Uh, Lizzie is here. Lloyd is here. Lots to react to from the weekend. Paul Maneri obviously making the announcement on Friday going into the weekend that he is stepping down from his post as LSU head baseball coach once the season goes final. Is it over? We'll see. 11 o'clock this morning will be the field of 64 or the rest of the field after the 16 uh, regional sites were announced yesterday. We'll catch you up on all of that. NBA playoff basketball. Uh, moving into a couple of closeout game scenarios, so we'll catch you up on some of the latest on that. Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns take uh, command of the Los Angeles Lakers series. As Did it you looks uh, like. hear the quote from Paul? They wanted to sit him, yeah. and he said, hell no. How about what he did last night? And I'm usually not the biggest Chris Paul, uh, Chris Paul fan, but if he can get past LeBron AD and the Lakers in this series, to me this would be his biggest career accomplishment well he's known for yeah he's known for kind of his playoff failings more than his success he's obviously been a great regular season player and then something always happens to him in the playoffs whether it be injury or a collapse or something like that so it's this amazing. would be yeah how many times it's happened is it's amazing, amazing and it happened again this year it feels like a little bit that yeah, it's got hurt game one yeah man i mean the shoulder's obviously limited yeah. i mean um, until last night you're thinking it's the same thing again same old story over, yeah i mean and really if you dig into it if you dig into it it, some of the, the the just the freaky the the hamstring, uh, I mean going back to the Rocket series, Oklahoma City, oh. uh, the Los Angeles Clippers in those back to back seasons where he just he broke his wrist. I mean just some of the playoff injuries. And it's always playoffs. He does fine in the regular season, gets through all eighty two it seems, and then right when yeah. the playoffs hit, right when you need him the most, like that Houston series. What's the series, point? That Houston series is the one you're going to think of forever yeah. if he doesn't get out. If he this one could probably rewrite his legacy a little bit. Beat the Warriors if he and, could beat the Lakers. Well, yeah. in that Houston series, they go they go against that awful Cavs team. So whoever wins that game seven was going to win right. the championship. Yeah. That would have been his one. That ring. was his ring. Yeah, that was his ring. Uh, so we'll talk about the NBA playoffs coming up here uh, on the Jordy Collada show. Uh, obviously, who could be next for LSU baseball? We'll talk about that as uh, the Tigers. Uh, possibly getting ready for postseason play. As we said, they'll find out at 11 o'clock this morning uh, if they are in or not. Uh, we talked to Skip Bertman last week, and hopefully you have found that conversation. If not, you can do it on our YouTube station, uh, Jordy Collada Show, uh, where he talks about when LSU is in this position, how powerful of a brand uh, the Tigers baseball program is and how that goes to be an advantage for LSU when you're talking about some of the decision makers, the selection committee, understanding that there needs to be tickets sold and that this thing is a television show and LSU is going to be a draw. They are literally on the fence, though. When you talk about the teams that are uh, straddling the fence and trying to get into the fields of 64, LSU is one of the last teams uh, that they have going in here. And 
Uh, my good friend Glenn West over at SI.com who covers uh, LSU has got a great write-up over the last uh, 18 hours in which he posted that where he points out uh, both D1 Baseball and Baseball America have LSU in their field of 64. Uh, D1 Baseball has LSU uh, as the three seed in Ruston, while Baseball America has them as the three seed in Southern Mississippi's Hattiesburg uh, Regional. So two very centrally located uh, to Baton Rouge and two easy travel spots. Uh, when I saw the, 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 the 16 uh, regional sites uh, be announced and saw that there was one in South Bend, Indiana, in Notre Dame, I really mm. thought that that was going to be the one that Maneri was going to be sent to because I also believe that in true Maneri fashion that he was chunking a Hail Mary on Friday afternoon and making that announcement going into the weekend. And in, in just saying to the, the selection committee, like, not only do you get LSU, not only do you get the name brand, you get the, you know, you get the, 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 the name on the front of the jersey and, and the purple and the gold and all the fan base that comes with it, but now you get me on what could potentially be a farewell tour. A farewell tour. Does he still And you the send magic? him back to where it all essentially where it all started. Yeah, no, easy that production and, meeting would be. Yes, you got the Notre Dame aspect of it and then you have so many camera shots that makes it so easy for the production team to just pan to the dugout, pan to the Come dugout. Come on ESPN. Touchdown Jesus. The game's still going on. It's in the 5th inning. You don't even know what's happened yet. Perfect. Make it happen. Uh, when I when I first saw that that South Bend and Notre Dame was was one of the regional host sites. I kind of thought to myself, that's where they're going to send them. Because, I mean, if you look around, Austin, Texas is getting one. I mean, that's an easy travel spot for LSU to get to. Columbia, South Carolina, out of the SEC. By the way, the SEC dominated seven of the 16 regional host sites announced on, on Sunday afternoon. Go to the Southeastern Conference. First one is Columbia, South Carolina, Austin, Texas, Eugene, Oregon, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Arkansas might be the top overall seed as they defeated mm -hmm. Tennessee in the yeah. SEC championship game and rolled through the conference tournament. Uh, TCU, Jim Schlossnagel, whose name has been tossed around as a potential candidate for LSU. Uh, Gainesville, Florida, Kevin O'Sullivan seems like he's the leader when you talk about some of the names that are being discussed as the next guy to follow up Paul Maneri at LSU. So uh, Florida gets one. Greenville, North Carolina with East Carolina. Another one in Cliff Godwin. Uh, whose name continues to be brought up. Godwin spent some time with LSU. Uh, he also spent some time with Mike Bianco in, in Oxford. Uh, Greenville, North Carolina, and East Carolina has one, as we said. Knoxville, Tennessee. University of Tennessee, the Volunteers, who uh, Arkansas defeated in, in the, the championship game. Uh, is he not the bell of the ball for this job? My God, he's, he's been the, the, you know, the hottest thing that everybody wants just because he's, I mean, Tennessee's obviously good and they're right, they're hot at the right time. But it, I like the idea. I like the idea just because it's such a, it's such a change from what we've had with the old guard at LSU baseball. And it seems like something young and fresh would kind of spark up the Tigers again a little bit. So you're talking about Tony Vitello, yes. who is, uh, seems like he is the popular choice. Yes. Amongst the fan base, he is uh, younger. I believe he's 42 years old. Um, he has turned Tennessee baseball in, into a winner. I mean, what was a program that was a doormat for many years and thought of, um, you know, when I asked Skip last week specifically when he first took the job and really started to 
establish the dominance of LSU and his power began to leak into the conference and into the sport, did he anticipate seeing what was the ultimate vision, seeing teams and programs like Tennessee, Kentucky be competitive in baseball? And ultimately, he said yes. I mean, that was that was the vision. I mean, more for Ron Polk at Mississippi State. It was about building Mississippi State baseball. When Skip got to LSU, after he developed LSU into the power, it was more of developing the sport. And to see teams like Tennessee, I think, kind of is one of those vines from the Skip Bertman oak tree that is college baseball that, 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 you know, that he sits on in college baseball. And Vitello is the guy. And with Texas A&M opening up uh, on, on Wednesday and LSU opening up on Friday, it seems like Tennessee is going to have to make a play at him pretty quick to keep him sturdy in Knoxville because he is a very popular name atop of, of many lists of, of openings in, in, in college baseball. And you know A&M's got the money. LSU's got the cachet of the position. They'll pay as well. Um, so and, and Tennessee just got a new athletic director, so that it has to be like the mm-hmm. top of his list to make sure. A mill. Yeah, yeah. No, this, this, this is his big break, dude. He will by, he will yeah. by Wednesday. Oh, uh, yeah. Dude, he's, and he's turned around quickly. First year at Tennessee, 29 and 27. 2019, 40 and 21. 2020, 15 and 2. And now this year, 45 and 16. So it really took him one year to get the ship right at Tennessee. But I think the uh, if you're a new AD at Tennessee and you just, you just made a, a hire of a football coach that not everybody is really – I don't know how excited they are about bringing in the UCF staff. Um this is this is something that you almost have to do. You kind of have to throw the bank at it because it's kind of your only winner right now. Yeah, and look, it's a a name that uh, a lot of people are talking about, and as I said, seems like he is the leader when you ask Me just too. popular opinion who you want people talk more about Vitello. The first name seems to be Kevin O'Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Um, O'Sullivan's name is being discussed, and when you talk to baseball People like, you know, I mean, like I've gone and asked baseball minds that I trust much more than I trust in my own opinion. And a lot of the opinion that I give you or a lot of the uh, thoughts that I give you are based on some of the opinions that I get from the baseball minds that I talk to. Uh, And specifically talking to Skip Bertman, he said that Kevin O'Sullivan is the best pitching coach in the country. And I think when you talk about the game of baseball, if you're dominant in the pitching area, you're going to have a good team. Look at Vanderbilt. Right? I mean, and look at what O'Sullivan has done at Florida over the years and being able to retain and recruit arms and keep them there when they've been drafted as high as first-round guys. I mean, for whatever. He's become like the Nick Saban of, Dabble, of college baseball where you've got first-round picks. You know, Najee Harris saying, I'll go back to school. You know, you've got guys, Patrick Sertain saying, I'll go back to school. You've got guys, you know. Dylan Moses, even. Yeah. Moses to his own detriment. Devonta Smith. Yes. I mean, they they have guys year in, year out that go back to school where you say, why would they go back? They love to learn. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Higher education, you got to get that degree. I want a minor in everything. Get and, that G-Series Charger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the upgrade. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's so funny. Like, we noticed that mostly because it was at a time when LSU – couldn't retain anybody. We were people were yes. leaving. We well, had seventh round picks leaving, yeah. undrafted yeah. guys leaving. And then you have you look at Alabama and you got people that would have been top, you know, three round picks staying. And it's like, well, how can we get our hands on something like that? Well, O'Sullivan had that same type of culture and has that same type of culture uh, at the University of Florida. As we said, uh, Gainesville is one of the host sites this year. Florida back as a top sixteen seed. Uh, they have been a national champion. Obviously, they beat LSU. 
uh, as a national champion. Did you see his interview? Um, after the game when he was yeah. asked about it? Very yeah. low hat. Very, you know, it seemed like there's definitely... There's been, been conversation. Talks, yes. Um, and he wants out of Gainesville because of some stuff that is happening off the field. And the stuff off the field is easy to find, and I'm not going to dive into it, but it is dark. And it is real dark. And from LSU's standpoint, they are looking not only for winners on the field, they're looking for PR wins as well. I mean, I think we all know that. I think Scott Woodward has has politically addressed and admitted that, that they are looking for good stories and good vibes. I mean, that Kim Mulkey press conference, what else do you need to see? I mean, they had, had fire cannons going off when she was walking out. You know what I mean? I mean, it was... Like we just won a national championship. Was, I mean, it was, it was a circus. You know what I put on the yeah. show? Yeah, I mean, really and truly, I mean, it was... It was a WWE production. It was incredible. <laughs> Mask were in the um, air. Look at us. Yeah. <laughs> we are doing good things. We have good people. Um, I mean, just they are looking for not only um, on the field and on the floor winners, they are looking for PR wins in this, uh, in this next regime, these new faces that become in, uh, that come in and, and represent uh, LSU athletics in the institution. So, you know, O'Sullivan's name is definitely at the top of the list. The money people around the LSU baseball program, when they look at O'Sullivan, they look at what he's accomplished on the field and what he's done in recruiting and retaining a roster and developing pitchers. He checks all those boxes. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But off the field, he's got some stuff that's brewing and that is happening uh, and that has happened uh, over in Gainesville that is tough to dismiss. And when you're trying to make sure that you not only you know make a a a, a solid hire from someone that can run the program, um, and you want good stories around that, this would be this would be a little uh, a bit of a gamble. And do you um, think people aren't as it like it? It would seem like in a normal year, um, O'Sullivan would be like the guy that everybody would want. It, 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 because he's been at the top of the list for so long, and there's been so much smoke around his name. Do you think that's why people aren't as interested in hiring and more interested in, like, a Vitello or something like that? It's because it seems like it's been the consensus pick. It's almost like the NFL draft. Whenever you have a guy that's number one, obviously, and then you just start picking him apart because you have so much time to do so. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like with O'Sullivan because, by all accounts, that would be a home run hire, you would imagine, off the field stuff was standing. Yes. Uh, I, look, I think there is a little bit of that where um, you almost want to develop another candidate because this one seems so solid. Right. Right? Um, but – by all 
by all accounts and by everybody that I've I've spoke to, uh, it seems like this is O'Sullivan's job. I mean, it really does. I mean, it, you're barring some type of 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 late negotiating tactics or turns, I think that LSU is trying to come to terms with O'Sullivan's side because as much as LSU wants to make a solid hire and needs to to run what potentially is the best job in the sport, um, it seems like O'Sullivan is trying to get the hell out of Gainesville as fast as possible. You know what I mean? I think he wants out for as much as LSU wants to make the right hire. And the discussions, while they have been, um, I think that they've been talking for a while. I don't think that this has popped up since Maneri announced his retirement on Friday. I think that they've been in discussions for a couple of weeks, maybe even months. Um, But now that it's time to do it, I think you really do break the microscope out. Right. And and for O'Sullivan, off the field, right now is not good. That PR stuff scares me. For the love of God, that's the one thing we can't mess up. Yeah, that's it out there. Endless out there. list. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. If we had just, like, if Paul Benary has announced this Friday and then we say, like, breaking O'Sullivan first candidate and it's the first thing we'd heard about it, I feel like the fans would be much more excited than they are right now. Possibly. And I think when you announce him that there will be a buzz around it. I don't think that there's going to be uh, if and when. That, that is announced. I'm not, I'm not saying that that is imminent and that that is potentially on, on the horizon. I, I, if you were asking me who I believe the next guy is, uh, I, I am pulling for, for the Italian, for Tony Vitello. But it feels like it's O'Sullivan. Right. I mean, it feels like it's his job to turn down and... I mean, that presser said it all, dude. Honestly, he had the hat low. He had the I mean, sunglasses and I'm not, on. I'm not saying it's been out there from, from people that have been talking. I mean, I came in here three weeks ago and said that I think Kevin O'Sullivan is about to get the, the LSU baseball job just because of the people that I was I was talking to, and, and they were telling me that deals as good as signed. Deals as good as done. And I, I believe that, you know, in, even in the 11th hour, that there's some stuff to overcome, but I think that – you know, you're not learning that stuff now from the LSU side. It would be just coming out publicly in Baton Rouge because his name has been talked about so much. If you just do a simple Google search on Kevin O'Sullivan, I mean, it's easy to find some of the mess that he's caught up in off the field, and it is, um, it, it's, it's terrible. It's there, there's no other way uh, to to describe it, to paint it, to to try and um, you know characterize what he's gone through uh, and what he's created uh, off the field. So um, we'll see. I think it is, uh, I think it is O'Sullivan. Um, I, I think that, you know, once, you know, you hear a name so much and it being floated around a job uh, so, 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 so many, so much of the time, uh, it just seems where there's a ton of smoke that there's fire behind it. And O'Sullivan seems like potentially he could be uh, the leader uh, going in, uh, Patrick Kemry says, "Can you expand on the O'Sullivan off the field stuff?" I would just say this: it is it's an extramarital affair uh, that turned out to be tragic, and um, once once you dive into it, uh, and like I said, I mean, I, I don't want to get into the, the the details of it because I may um, mistakenly place somebody in a spot where they weren't that they weren't in the real story. I just know that it was a it was an extramarital affair. Um, that 
turn tragic is the, the the best way that I can describe it. And from there, uh, I would just point you toward a Google search where there is. Uh, yeah, the articles are written. The Orlando Sentinel. I mean, people with um, you know journalism credentials have have dug into the story, found the facts, provided names, dates, times, and information, and it's it's not good. Um, so. Um, we we will we will continue to watch that story. Eleven o'clock this morning is when the field of sixty four the uh, the rest of the field of sixty four. Let me go through the rest of the uh, the, the the host sites as uh, we left off. Obviously in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, talking about Tony Vitello and, and him being a major candidate for this LSU job. So I mean we've gone down eight of the sites and we've already talked about three candidates on LSU's list. When you talk about Gainesville, Florida, being a host site and Kevin O'Sullivan being there in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, being a host site with Tony Vitello uh, being Tennessee's head coach, and then Cliff Godwin being East Carolina's head coach is uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, uh, will play host as one of the 16 sites as well. So once you leave, uh, once you get out of Knoxville, then you go to Lubbock, Texas. Texas Tech is hosting Nashville, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt, obviously being a host site, Oxford, Mississippi, and Mike Bianco uh, being a, a host site, uh, with Ole Miss, Ruston, Louisiana, and Louisiana Tech. Shout out to the Bulldogs and that program up there at Louisiana Tech. Is at forty and seventeen. The Bulldogs are a host site, one of sixteen uh, in college baseball. And Ruston uh, getting the nod from the selection committee as one of the top sixteen seeds, and will be hosting this weekend. South Bend, Indiana, as we said, Notre Dame will be a host site. Uh, in the Midwest, that is, if you're looking for a, a television storyline or a promotional storyline that uh, executives were looking to push this week, sending Paul Maneri, uh to his last job that he spent so much time and obviously means so much to him, uh, would obviously play well through the television. That could be a storyline to watch if LSU is able to sneak in uh, at the last part of this thing. Uh, they do the seating just because of, like, regionally, like, they would send somebody... Like they would send a t- team from Louisiana to, to South Bend. Is, sure. Is it just seating, or is it just wherever they kind of want to put you? Well, I, I think you know. I mean, there there is consideration for all of, um, you know, for everything when you're talking about uh, the selection committee. But I mean, we've seen many a times three seeds here. I mean, was Stony Brook when Stony Brook a three seed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, they came down from Long Island. You know, I mean, they, they will send teams. Um, you know, Coastal came down. I mean, it, it just. There will be teams geographically that may not make a lot of sense. That's what I was wondering. Um, but I, I think that all consideration being made, sending LSU to Notre Dame would not throw up any type of red flags for anybody. You know, I mean, I think that that would make a lot of sense, uh, not only from a, a television and a promotional standpoint, but just even I think that Maneri would probably be all in on that. Maneri's yeah. looking just to get in uh, at this point. Yeah, it'd be a great story. I mean, it, but, like you but, said, the book writes itself. Exactly. I mean, there's just a lot of, you know, I mean, the creativity is sitting right there in front of us. I mean, how creative do we want to be? Right. You know what I mean? Um, so, Ruston, Louisiana, South Bend, Indiana, Stanford, California. Stanford will be a host site. Then Starkville, Mississippi, uh, the dude is going to get a regional site. Uh, and then Arizona. Uh, Tucson, Arizona will be the 16th uh, host site. And as we said, the rest of the team of 64, the rest of the field of 64, will be unveiled today at 11 o'clock on, uh, on ESPN. Uh, and uh, LSU uh, will be waiting and watching to see what happens there as uh, Paul Maneri on his retirement tour 
as he announced that on Friday. Uh, how surprised were you by the announcement? Uh, for as much as we've been talking about leading up to it this year, I don't think that a lot of people were announced uh, or were, were, were surprised by uh, Maneri stepping away. Like we said last week and like we've been talking about going in uh, to this part of the season, uh, Maneri just looks like the game is beating him up. Uh, he, he looks like the process is not as enjoyable as it once was. And um, I've always referenced the Roy Williams interview and press conference that, that he sat down with 48 hours after North Carolina's basketball season came to an end. The Tar Heels were bounced out of the first round of the NCAA tournament for the first time under Williams' leadership. Um, and three years ago, John Rothstein from CBS Sports went up to Roy Williams's, or went down, I say, I should say, Rothstein, who's based out of New York City, went down to uh, to North Carolina, to the University of North Carolina, um, and, and went to the campus in Chapel Hill and sat with Roy Williams. And one of the things that Roy Williams was most proud of during that sit-down interview was that under his watch, under his leadership, they had nobody that had transferred up to that point. That was one of his big selling point that he was taking back to the recruiting trail and he was telling moms and he was telling decision makers and he was telling future recruits that once you get here, you're going to be in a very stable environment. Nobody's wanting to leave and we have a very sturdy program. Well, last year, two years ago, North Carolina led the team, led the country as the team with the most names in the transfer portal. And last year, or not last year, about three months ago, after Roy Williams in North Carolina's season came to a halt, he sat down in front of national news cameras, coast-to-coast news being represented, and said, I'm just not the guy for the job anymore. I've had a great career. Coached at Kansas for a long time, been at North Carolina for 18 years, won three national championships, seen it all. Coach Michael Jordan, been to the Olympics, did it all. I'm now at a certain age where I just want to sit back and enjoy that because I can't keep up. I don't understand the recruiting enough. I, I don't like the transfer portal. I don't like the, the, the communication that you have to have with certain phases and levels of, of teams, of decision makers, just to get to one player. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And if you're a supporter of that program, how can't what you probably already have an immense amount of respect for that even go higher for a guy that's looking out for the betterment of the program? And I thought what Paul Maneri did on Friday was very similar, felt very much in the same realm. And for my part, somebody who I respect very much in Maneri and his approach to the game, it went up. I thought him admitting that there will be days of him probably regretting this decision was very human of him. Can't we all sit there and relate to that? Something that you've stepped away from or maybe decided that, ah, I just, I'm not in it anymore. But knowing that there's going to be days, even by making that decision, that you're probably going to say, damn, why did, I, why, did, why did I choose to do that? Whether it's a relationship, a job, or anything that means a lot to you, from Paul Benary to sit there and say, hey, look, just over the last couple of years, my health has deteriorated. I've lost my dad. 
I've not just been able to give everything that I have to the game. I'm not able to throw BP. I'm not ever to I'm not able to hit every fungo. And for a guy like Paul Maneri, that means something. That means a lot. And if you can't do it, it takes away a part of the job. It takes away a feeling around the job. I thought his admittance to that on, on Friday was very graceful. It was very elegant. His emotions was very much expected. I thought he demanded the room and deserved every minute of that announcement. And I thought he handled it with class, professionalism, and will be always around LSU baseball. I mean, he is going to be almost now the face with Skip sitting behind the net watching the game as if overseeing the program of what it potentially will turn into over the next 10 to 12 years. And salute to Paul Maneri, really and truly. It was a great video they did. Great tribute. Fantastic 15 years. We can debate whether he overachieved or underachieved at a later date. But right now, Mm -hmm. what's going on is they need to get into the tournament at 11 a.m. If they can do that, it would be fun to watch this thing go out with with a fun ride. And remember some of the cool times of, of Maneri's leadership. And, and I thought that he won the exit press conference. I really did. I mean, not that there is a, a, a win and loss category there that means anything. But I think it will be lasting images of Paul Maneri being very transparent, being very honest, being very open and relatable to the fan base, to the people that cover him, to his friends, his family, administrators, everybody that was in that room, former players, former players under Skip Bertman, we're in that room. Former players under Paul Maneri were in that room. And I thought it was a beautiful moment for the, for the LSU baseball program because that could go either way, especially if those are your feelings. Like, I may regret this. You know what I mean? Like, that, that could be a very awkward moment or time and where not you only- just not only you, – you, you can't even really describe what I'm trying to say. Like, I want to leave, but I don't want to give it up. Mm. Not only that, it's it's for somebody that's been, I would say, highly criticized throughout his career. For him to go out on a high yes. note in terms of like he he probably turned a lot of people the wrong way. That, yeah, to like he probably he had some people that just didn't really. There weren't a lot of pulmonary fans. You know, you could say that he was always very highly criticized. He probably turned a lot of people on toward him again. You know, he probably like you said yeah, won yeah. the press conference. He got some people back in his corner. I agree with that. No, I I think you're probably right. I mean, it was a very... It's just the best way you could have handled it so gracefully. It was a very human moment. Yes. I mean, as a human being sitting there watching that, I think, you know, 100% of us could have related to at least something that he said. You know, I mean, maybe not everything, but at least sitting there you can, you, you can say, hey, I don't know anything about baseball, but I've regretted uh, leaving a relationship that I, I look back and thought, man, I should have stayed. Or, you know, staying at a job that I wish I'd have left. I mean, just vice versa, and him expressing those feelings in that moment. In, in what is a job that I compared to last week is probably like dancing with a bear. You know what I mean? Just trying to wrestle and, and, and dance with a bear of, uh, let me just keep in control and not get overpowered. There's something every day. Yeah, and it's, it's what you would say like, every day. But would you not, say yes? Not, I mean, it's 365 days day. a year. Yeah. You want to take your son to the Cubs game, and go experience Wrigley Field at the end of the summer, somebody there is going to say, hey, coach, what the Tigers going to be like next year? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're always LSU's coach. Um, and that same guy is going to probably say, I'll expect to see you in Omaha. 
not knowing that that just is a little bit of pressure on Maneri when he gets back on the plane from well, Chicago. You know what brother. I mean? Like, bro, I'm just trying to <laughs> not like, an with my kid. Trying to catch a dog. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would compare it to almost like uh, the New York Yankees in baseball, like where sure. it's always pressure. There's always some feeling World of, Series or bust. Yes, it's always college World Series or bust, and when you get to Omaha, you better win the thing. Yeah. Kentucky basketball, Alabama yes. football, Yankees, Cowboys, big brands. You know, things that come with pressure. And, but, yeah, I just don't think a lot of people realize that outside of the state, that there's pressure in those college baseball jobs like that because LSU is fanatical about it. And I don't think a lot of places really around the country have that. So I, this is a huge deal for not only our state, but the next hire. For sure. Uh, salute to Paul Maneri. Shout out to Go Chevrolet, G-E-A-U-X, Chevrolet.com. Remember, Go Chevrolet. Open and operating today. Great Memorial Day specials that you can find in Laplace, Louisiana, or on the corner of Florida and Sherwood from our friends at Go Chevrolet. Stop in and see them online, G-E-A-U-X, Chevrolet.com. Go Express Auto Sales is also a new used car lot right here in uh, in Baton Rouge that you can stop in and shop your inventory there. So shout out to Go Chevrolet here. They're open today. Uh, stop in and see them. So there's the thoughts on LSU baseball. Uh, I think they get in. I think they get in by the skin of their teeth. I think that a good, easy story from a creativity standpoint would be sending the Tigers and Palmer area up to South Bend, Indiana, which is a host site. As far as the geographical uh, things yeah. that make sense, I think Louisiana Tech. Uh, like I said, uh, I believe D1 baseball has uh, has LSU uh, going to Ruston, oh, and, and Baseball America has them as the third seed going to Hattiesburg. I've heard Hattiesburg, I've heard Ruston, I've heard Austin as three ge- uh, geographical spots that make sense. Uh, but as far as you know, the heartstrings, uh, they'll pull on you in South Bend, Indiana, to see LSU up there with Paul Maneri. So I think they get in. Uh, I, I think that they are they they're in the field of sixty four, uh, and ultimately, uh, I think they're at one of those sites. Uh, if it's if it's close, they'll probably go to Ruston. Uh, if they send them outside of the state, I see I, I see South Bend, Indiana, as as possibly being the play there. Um, so uh, LSU baseball awaiting the word at eleven a.m. this morning. You think they're doing the watch party? You think they're all gathered yeah. together? Uh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Good. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anthony Davis has gone Anthony Davis for the Los Angeles You get Lakers. all of him. Every time you get Anthony Davis and you have expectation around him, he seems to let you down. He has done that to LeBron and the Lakers here after game four last night. Was that game four? Game four. Uh, game four. Last night. Game four. Um, where <laughs> the Phoenix Suns look to have taken – a series command here if Anthony Davis cannot go, and that is going to be Chris Paul. If Chris Paul is going to play like that, where last night Paul gives you 18 18 points, nine assists, and zero turnovers as the primary ball handler of that game. You got to love that. He had that game. He had the ball in his hand. 48 minutes of that game, he probably had the ball in his hand for 26 minutes of it. And he I mean, makes just, the game deciding steal at the end too, like that pretty much put it big, away. Big shot, yes. At the end, um, there were thoughts of holding Paul out of that game, which I got to be honest, going into game two, I was in favor of. I thought if he's this hurt, I mean, I think that the Lakers were like a seven and a half point favorite in that game. Take the L, get him right. He he ended up telling the trainers, "I'm going, I'm playing playoffs. Everything that's happened beat to the him, stigma. put him on the floor. Yeah, beat the stigma." 
Um, and last night for uh, to, to to lose Anthony Davis, if you're the Los Angeles Lakers, and to get a game like they got from Chris Paul and Phoenix get the win last night. Um, now, I know that the NBA series are game-to-game game and you can lose momentum in a half, but it feels like the Suns are now in the driver's seat here. I mean, I mean, it really does. I mean, Anthony Davis, if nothing, he looks like you, you don't know because he fa- him and LeBron are the two biggest fakers I've ever seen in the, in the history of the league. <laughs> Dude, it makes LeBron look not as bad, honestly. Anthony Davis, every time he goes down, he goes down in a heap. There's arms and legs flops. everywhere. He falls like a giraffe. Yes, and it's just it looks like yeah, it looks like a wounded animal going down. You're like, well, I'd imagine he's hurt the way he just fell. Then he gets up and he you know he kind of limps around. And then he's full go again. But this one seems to be actually serious in terms of just ha- like a freak injury, which they all seem to be with Anthony Davis. He's, so he's not in control injuries. of all of his body. No. Well, I mean, just if you're an athlete, you land on your feet. That's what I tell my son all the time. He, he goes up for layups, and he comes down, and he lands on his knees to, like, get a whistle. And I'm like... That's a lot of what I think he's trying to do, too. And, like, and LeBron. Bro, you, first off, once a referee sees you flop one time, you're not going to get the call. You're not going to get the call. And if you're really an athlete, like, if you're athletic, athletes don't play on the floor. They don't play wallowing around on the wood. Like, keep your feet. And Anthony Davis, for as athletic, I'm not going to make an athletic joke about a first overall pick in the NBA draft and a seven-footer that can run rim-to-rim, catch, bounce, shoot, do a skill set that people would just die for. Just, I mean, it would, it would make you just drop your jaw if you saw Anthony Davis running up and down the floor just in a one-on-one workout. But to see as much as he plays on the floor, it's almost like, bro, are you... You're an athlete. Get up. He forgets it. He, get it's up. like he turns it on and off. It's like if he doesn't get a call, he just goes down in a heap. It ends up hurting it more than like hurting it more than it does helping him. And um and what do you say, like this series is kind of do you think this has turned the series back? Because I would say yeah, and, the pendulum's yeah. been swinging. Yes, yeah. in game three when you had LeBron back in uh you know, back in down Crowder, Jay Crowder, and he had the whole Milan, bench going crazy. Yeah. You would think that like, dude, this is it, the Lakers are about to put a nail in the coffin. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the, this thing can swing very fast because I mean, it swung back 72 hours ago, I thought the Lakers were, they were about to blow them out. Yeah. I mean, I thought they were going to boat race them. And now it feels like they are playing catch up. I mean, LeBron's got to be super LeBron Warrior every style. single minute. Yes, yeah. Cavs, Warriors, 18. He's got to turn into Superman for them to have a chance if Anthony Davis is not going to dress out. If Anthony Davis is going to dress out and be 70%, okay, they maybe can go. Uh, but it looks like a, I mean, it looks like he's hurt. That's the, that's the toughest thing to do about these guys is really judge on, a, on on an injury because they're always limping. He was They're always on the floor. He was doubtful for that game, too, because of a quad bruise. See, and it's these kind of injuries that he gets that make that's more frustrating than anything. What, what the hell is a quad bruise? It's, not, you it's, can't, never, it's never it's an never ACL a, yes. or something big. Back. It's always, yeah. I mean, he had the Achilles injury. He's had a calf, an abductor, and shoulder, knee, all in, like, all in Los Angeles. All of these things that you should be able to play through, it seems like. And yeah. he's, like, he's just such a – he kind of reminds me of – if you've ever been like a, around like track athletes, like sprinters – if one thing is not right, they're like, I yeah. can't go. I can't like, go today. And it'll be like, you're, you're 98% good to go. And it's like, I can't go because they can't go 100% full. And if they can't run their fastest, they don't want to lose. Yeah. Um, does it even matter if Brooklyn plays like they did last night? Who plays? I mean, yeah, I think Brooklyn, it's, a one man, it's a one-man race. I mean, uh, Harden 
Paul, I mean Harden, 110 points. Kyrie and KD combined to give you 105 last 105. night. They could have beat many teams by themselves. I mean, three on five. The way that Kerr, uh, the way that Nash, Steve Nash uses their their minutes, administers their minutes. It comes in you. It comes to you in waves. Um, I mean, if Harden and Durant on the floor, then it's Kyrie and Harden that are cutting you up. If it's not those two, it's Kyrie and KD. And for whatever reason... Oh, then Joe Harris in the corner wide open right. doesn't miss. What a Blake weapon. Griffin. I mean, Blake Griffin's I mean, playing. DeAndre Jordan was not Steve dressed Nash's out. Steve only job. That's his, his only job is... Manage minutes. Minutes. Yeah. There's which, no game plan. Which it looks the like they plan. go into the game as preordained. Right. I mean, right. it's almost like at the eight-minute mark, we're using this... this um, we're going to use this, this lineup. lineup. At the four-minute mark, we're going to play back with this lineup. When we start the second quarter, we'll sit this guy here. I mean, it's... Um, I was very speculative of, of Nash, and I don't know the, the the job that goes into managing those personalities. That is his toughest. Oh. That's the toughest part I think of that's him. That's the reason they brought showing him in. up. That's the, the personality. Showing up every day. That is his his job title or his biggest job task would be to keep these guys just in check. on the same page, motivated, uh, in check, and happy. I mean, really. Oh, yeah. I mean, I you're mean, talking about some of the. Uh, the most insecure and fragile superstars that the Kyrie. NBA has ever seen. Yeah, I mean KD. I mean Kyrie's an easy target for a guy like you because right. you saw him in Boston and KD's making burner accounts going right. back at, I mean, at at fans. And, 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 and that James Harden plays himself out of out of Houston just by getting a ton of weight. A fat exactly. Suit. Yeah. Or putting on a fat, fat suit. suit. We won't just know. To see the warm up. Yeah. This is going to be like the NBA frozen envelope. We won't know if James Harden actually wore a fat suit or not for well, fifteen then, years. And then Blake Griffin did the same thing. Oh, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't dunk Detroit. anymore. Can't dunk anymore. Yeah. What I mean, how lucky? How how smart of of that was. Of Blake Griffin, like I'm in Detroit wasting away, dude. Let me just stop playing. Like I'm just not gonna play well. And they've all made yeah. these. Um, I mean, they've all made these power plays to get to Brooklyn. I mean, really. I mean, outside of Kyrie and, and JJ Redick tried to get there. Yeah, Kyrie and KD signed there in free agency, um, and then everybody else has kind of bullied themselves yeah. to Brooklyn. Yeah, and I wonder if it's a testament to what Steve uh, Steve Nash has done. You haven't really heard a lot about the coaching. It's all been about the personality. They're rain chasing. They're yeah, rain oh, rain without chasing. a doubt. But I'd imagine he'd probably be like a very good players coach. I'd just imagine. because oh, yeah. of the I'd way imagine. he played basketball, I'd the way he facilitated and was like kind of boys with everybody. He's probably fun to play for. For yeah. sure. I mean, he comes out of that Phoenix era where they Eight were the first. They were the first team with Dan Tony to yeah. play like fun style of basketball. Right. Like seven-second, fast-paced, yeah. back and I mean, forth. Amari, and if all but for that that rule that the NBA created, I think earlier that season where if somebody came off the bench that they were ultimately suspended for a game. Because, I mean, remember Stoudemire came off the bench. Amari Stoudemire After came threw, off the bench in the Phoenix Suns – or not the Phoenix Suns-San Antonio Spurs series. Was it Bruce Bowen? Yeah, they I threw Nash that. into the yeah they threw Nash into threw the him barrier. into the scores table. Yeah, and then everybody and Amari got up. Sodomar ran at him, and he took like two steps onto the floor, and he was suspended for the next game. They ult- they probably win the championship oh, yeah. that season if Sodomar is not. Um, yeah, if he's not suspended. Kobe is either the deal to Spurs or Kobe every other year. Yeah. Oh, cool. yeah. Well, that's funny as you bring that up, and that rule's in play because of the malice at the palace, and now you have your your Celtics yes. boys oh, throwing bottles stop. on the court, yeah. and you know that's why that rule's in place. It all comes full circle for Nash. Well, I mean, dude, the fans being back in the arena. 
I mean, <laughs> can't, they don't know how to handle they themselves. Yeah, they can't La- help it. Last week we talked about spitting on somebody. At no, MSG. that's that's way spitting too much. Popcorn, boy, and now you we see got what Tristan Thompson said about somebody. I'll, come with I'll follow you home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so MSG is spitting on somebody. Philly, they're throwing popcorn at somebody. Uh, what am I missing last week? And bought uh, the spit, and then the it was spit, just spit and popcorn, popcorn last popcorn. week, and then in Boston. The water well, bottle. Oh, no, and then John Morant's family was getting chastised like in the Utah. Utah. In Utah. Oh, Utah. Utah's crazy. I mean, Utah's well, nuts. Been crazy. Will forever be crazy. It will. I mean, they they. Uh, and these, po- Russell- these people are supposed to be sober in Utah. They're supposed to like. They're all Mormon. They're not doing anything. There's. You can't have. It's the elevation. You can't have any sugar. You can't have. Coca-Cola, you can't do any of this stuff. Maybe that's why they're all pent up, dude. I mean, probably so. The only thing they can do is verbally abuse people. And it, and yeah, it sounds like they're all like boobs. Yeah. Like they're like screaming like, I mean, just slurs, slurs. at these guys. And they're like, all my homo folks. <laughs> I'll kick your ass. You know what I mean? Like, I will beat your that. ass, man. <laughs> um, and then your boys in Boston, bro. I mean, your cat throw, the cat throws the, the water bottle from about the eighth row, tenth row. Had to be a high school quarterback. Um, a little Brady-esque. I mean, very much Brady-esque, kind of leads him into it, uh, and Kyrie just kind of grazes. A, I mean, front doesn't didn't even, hit him. Doesn't even come, yeah. Didn't get him, but it kind of goes in front of his face. Uh, banned for life. Well, we were asking how that that's done. How do you know. anyone know a banned for life? I don't know how you do it. Not in an arena that lets you know right. twenty thousand people in. Hat and sunglasses, and you're good. I mean, hat and sunglasses, and you're good. Or you, I mean, you just enter in a different place. I mean, <laughs> yeah. what do you, just go get a different KG jersey, and you're good. Right. Aside from that fake one with the big Chinese stitching. <laughs> and you got to imagine, in towns like Philadelphia and Boston, people thrown out of the arena for doing things to the opposing teams of, like, throwing stuff on them would probably be revered as heroes. Oh, yeah. He goes straight to the pub, dude, and gets a free beer. Like, was that you in the Gaudet jersey? Have a seat. <laughs> the fake one. Yeah. <laughs> you drink for free tonight. Yes. Forever. I mean, that'd be a great story. Like, want to come to the Celtics game with me? No, like, I can't. I'm physically banned <laughs> from there because I threw a water bottle at Kyrie. Like, uh, you're nah, cool. bro, load up. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get you in. <laughs> we'll see, get well, you. And see, it seems like Jack would have the answer. He works at a bar, so that's easy to have somebody that's banned for life, I'd imagine. You're like, you have a well, picture I, of I the guy. No, no, it's, you, you're, uh, when you get banned from a bar, we scan your ID and then we just press ban. So if you ever scan it again. Oh, it comes wow. up. Oh, you're like a wanted poster. How wanted easy poster. in 2021 just to get canceled. Right. <laughs> I mean, so, like. Yeah, is that what they, what do they do now then? If you can't do that, they don't take your ID when you go into a basketball no. game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just a. a I guess if title. he's a season ticket holder. Yeah. You could ban somebody for life. Like you, you can. I, I, you'll never allow them that name or that social security number or whatever. However, you identify somebody to purchase a ticket again inside of your ticket office. But if somebody hands you a ticket and says, "Come to the game with me," I don't. I don't see how you could stop that. I mean, I don't see how you could stop that in an arena where even if you did notify, how many ticket takers are there in a professional sports arena? I mean, let's just be conservative 25. and say, I was going to say, be conservative and say 20. I mean, in all reality, there's probably 50. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in, in, in some. Like one at each, two at each gate? Yeah. yeah. Multiple at each gate. I mean, I mean and you're asking all in. these people to look and identify one person that could just throw on some sunglasses or a hat and just sneak in. Cut his hair. Exactly. Right. Um, Most typical looking guy too. Oh, so yeah, Boston, right. so Boston, bro. so Boston. I think I have a cousin see, that looks like you. Did you see when? He, did you see when the cops were standing him up? He was trying to take a selfie. Yeah, he, they, the guy, he didn't the, care at all. And the dude. guy was like knocking the phone <laughs> out of his hand. <laughs> like, whatever. 
Those people, man, unbelievable up in Boston. Well, people forget Kyrie stomped on the logo before yeah. the game. Yeah. No. It was after the it game. After the game. Right after the game. Yeah. Um, are you watching City on the Hill? I cannot believe. So it's about Boston in the nineties. Oh, really? And Kevin Bacon is the lead actor, and it was made. It's it's present day. I mean, it's it's happening right now, and you rarely see things being produced right now that are you know politically incorrect. I mean, and this thing is obviously it being made in Boston. I don't know how you could make something in Boston without it being right. You got to capture right, the area incorrect. Yeah. But Kevin Bacon. And this ta- and, and this cast, I, I mean, dude, I'm enthralled in this show. Uh, I <laughs> mean, I call breed people from Boston, and that's what I'm saying. Like that, that's what I would I would see. First off, I would see how Kyrie would would hate the environment. Then I would also see if you were a fan and from Boston, how you could be just so passionate and so in it. You know what I mean? It's just an area that sucks you in, and City on the Hill describes that um, in just being in the area. How did but, Matt? How did Matt Damon and Ben Affleck miss out on this? They're, they're the producers. Okay, I was getting ready to say that. Yeah, they're, 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 yeah. they're the producers. Um, <laughs> or Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I'm exactly. sure he wants a cut too. They're all around there. If you're not watching Sydney on the Hill and you're looking for HBO something Max. in 2021, uh, Showtime. Showtime. Uh, if right. you're looking for something in 2021 that is just not PC, kind of an old style of of, of viewing, uh, and Kevin Bacon is phenomenal. I mean. I'm not the Kevin Bacon Stan. critic, you know what I mean. I, I don't I don't know a lot of his work, but I know that I've seen him before in things like A Few Good Men and Footloose. And he in Tremors. He's phenomenal. Well, I think he's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, like that's the joke in oh, Hollywood, yeah, the six right? Degrees yeah. of Kevin six Bacon. degrees yeah. of Kevin Bacon. Um, so uh, yeah, I can see where Boston is nuts just by watching that series. Um, so what's tonight? Who do we have tonight? Oh, you got the you got Sixers. Yeah, you got Philly, Sixers, Wizards, Philly that's and Washington. Over. That's a that's a three zero right now with over. Philly up. Uh, ben Simmons. Would he start off zero for nine? Zero for nine from the line. NBA yeah, record. Ben Simmons. your alumni, baby. Loves to shoot we don't claim him. Uh, and then Utah, Memphis tonight, which is kind of a sneaky good series. Two one. Two one. Awesome Very series. good series. Two, How does that feel? I mean, you Utah see up. John Morant. Battling with the one seed and then Lapels are home. Scoring 40 points, nine assists. And John Morant and the Grizzlies are what the Pelicans are supposed to look like. Right. Yeah. You're exactly. I mean, that's what. Well, they made the right coaching hire. They, they, got, made, a, they got a young guy for a young team. They did. Um, Five and a half point spread at Memphis. Is the grindhouse popping? Is it full? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Five and a half point Utah? Yeah, they're giving up five and a half. Wow. Right on that line, by that half point, get it to six. In Memphis? In Memphis. Grizz is the play, right? I don't know. I'm going Jazz. I don't know. If the Jazz shoot I mean, it the way they... It feels like the Grizz are a, or a sneaky. sucker. Spider Mitchell's back. They're able to steal Is he one. hurt or is he not? He's a he keeps, he, he, he does fine. the grimace. Yeah. And this is a this is a take I heard on uh, on the way over here. I was listening to the radio. Uh, Bill Simmons. But they're like, do you think this is because of the last dance? After watching MJ, MJ like tr- struggle through with the... The flu game, they all want their moment. They all want their, like, this, oh, looks harder. Wow. <laughs> this looks harder than it actually is. Yeah, wow. Maybe. My favorite moment yeah. of player Because a lot of those cats probably didn't see it. You know, they're all, right. like, 22, 23 years old, and they missed it. 
It's like Paul Pierce's uh, wheelchair to the. That's because he shit his pants. Yeah. Which the only way? How can you get me in a place where nobody can see my white uniform where there's shit stains in it? Put me in a seat. I thought he had to take a dump. No, he did. Uh, when he went down, and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson did the same thing yeah. against the Browns. In yeah, that, where he limped that, in that Monday, in the night, Monday game. night game. Yeah. Not bad play. I mean, you would think that that's gotta that's gotta happen more than we would know. I mean, now in today's age, where cameras on everything, everything and everybody, you catch it probably more. But I mean. You don't think Brett Favre ever shaded off and went to take a shit during a game? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, like, I mean, like, Manny Ramirez said he opened up the green monster and pissed in it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, that's Manny being Manny. What exactly. a, what a, dude, how lucky is he to be able to have that title? Like, I can kind of do whatever I want. He was listening. And Kyle skirted by the, in the steroid scene. Yeah. And a, and a user. And he got to come back. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I mean, all the, and, and trying to make a comeback now? Yeah. The God's Manny. Just Manny being yeah, Manny. Right, of course, right. get some steroids. Yeah, bring him in. He used to, uh, the old Oakleys, they had like the uh, the earbot, like the earpods in them on your sunglasses. And he would wear those during the game. And they asked just like, oh, dude, I'm just listening to some music, man. Baseball's a long game. And they're like, the manager had no idea. He's like, are you kidding me, dude? He's like, you're not even paying attention. So good. No just, good. Just great read on the ball. <laughs> Can't even hear the crack yeah, of the bat. Just still is that good. I mean, remember he robbed a whole run and high five to fan. <laughs> that's when they were done with them. Yeah. That's when they traded him. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> Legendary. Uh, all right, so the NBA playoffs tonight, 11 a.m. The selection committee will make their announcement here uh, on LSU's fate, what happens there. Uh, so make sure you're watching there. We will uh, we'll update on social media what goes on. Uh, remember, we're brought to you by Falaya Real Estate. Get in touch with Barrett Blondo and the crew over at Falaya. Uh, call Barrett this morning at 939-6153. It's a 225 area code, 939-6153. Uh, everything has changed, isn't it? Time technology has made buying and selling a house easier and a whole lot cheaper. Uh, over at Falaya, they have virtual tours. You can download the app by just me, uh, visiting the Google App Store, the Apple App Store, online at falaya.com. Get in touch with Barrett Blondo at falaya.com today. Uh, we will uh, close out uh, how we started off here and want to uh, wish everybody a, uh, a happy Memorial Day and a great big salute, uh, which this day always represents the, uh, the men and women that died uh, serving us and serving our country. So anybody out there uh, that has served, obviously, and, and given up the, the biggest sacrifice uh, for our freedom, we want to make sure and salute and say Happy Memorial Day. I think a lot of times uh, we forget some of these vacations that mm-hmm. give us long weekends and gives us opportunities to get down to the beach and celebrate. Uh, but especially if there's anybody close to you that has uh, that has died in action uh, in defending our country, uh, we want to make sure and remember here on Memorial Day uh, and uh, want to uh, salute all of those out there uh, that continue to service. Uh, and make the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. So uh, enjoy your day. LSU going to be in the newswire a lot here uh, over the next couple of days, and obviously we will be covering it for you here on the Jordy Collada Show. We'll continue to dive into some of these uh, these off-season storylines for LSU football, some good footage coming out over the weekend of Jack Besh and Max Johnson working out together. Ooh. Dude, Max, sneaky speed. I didn't, sneaky I've never seen him really open up like that. And the athlete that Jack Besh is, I mean, that the, the ball he throws to Max Johnson – I mean, he just drops it in the bucket. Everything this cat touches turns. I mean, if you've seen his basketball highlights, he's gamming on people's head. His early track highlights are him just blazing by people. Obviously, his football highlights. But, I mean, I love the best athlete on the field just being somewhere, 
right? The Michael Claytons, Corey Webster's, guys like Brandon Jacobs was talking about, Marcus Spears of the world, where they just, you put the ball in their hand and something special happens. Jack Besh feels like that dude. I mean, he really, I know that there are stars all over this class, and I have, I've talked about Besh at nauseam, and we've had him on this show, and we've interviewed him, and we're not playing favorites, really. I mean, just some of the access. I know his uncle, Blaine, I worked with him closely uh, and, and just paid attention to him over the last couple of years. I think he's got this Josh Reed-type quality to him once he gets on campus where everybody knows he's going to be a part of the game plan, but you really cannot stop him. And not to say he's going to be some freshman game-changing player. I just think the guy is going to make an impact from the day that he steps on campus, and that will gradually grow and, and him become you know, just a, a big-time player. And if you're paying attention, he's just a very natural athlete. I mean, he just picks up a football on this this piece of social media over the weekend and throws 50 yards. 50, I was going to say 45, 50 yards. Oh, I mean, oh, and he oh. just drops it into the bucket of Max Johnson. And look, I mean, on, on the ancillary, on, on kind of the side piece of that is that Max Johnson is flying down the sidelines. I mean, like, Fly if we do we have this we have the, the I can clip. Do, I can do it at the break. Let's find the clip it. and let's put it up on our social media just so everybody it. sees it. Yes, uh, and and references what we're talking about because I hate to talk about people like huh? What are you talking? There there was a piece of video that came out over the weekend of these two guys. Obviously they're working out and they're throwing. They're working on their timing and stuff. And either during the break or during the you know yeah. after the the workout had wrapped up, they're kind of having some fun. And Besh just picks a football up and Johnson just runs a go route. And Besh just takes two steps back and just uncorks one into the air and drops it into the bucket of Max Johnson cruising. I mean, he is. Now they don't have any pads on. They just got shorts, no shirt. They're working out in the in the heat of the summer. But you know, LSU's quarterback and an incoming freshman wide receiver. You can see the skill. I mean, they're there, um, and it was good stuff. So uh, enjoy your Monday. Enjoy your Memorial Day. Uh, stay safe out there. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning. If there's anything to update uh, here today, we may be, we, we may jump on and, and put something out. But we anticipate LSU getting in. Uh, you know, really, if if anything would uh, would spur us to to do something else today, it would probably be if they didn't get in, uh, because I think it would be very surprising if they didn't get in. Jack Beck has to be all time. Jack Bash has to be all time Memorial Day body. I can sure. go, to, go out there and slaughter I mean, today. No, no shirt. No shirt. This guy's not putting a shirt on He's until November. He's got 18 abs. Like. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would roll the jersey up. Yes. No shirt by the pool. No shirt shades. to class. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm just wearing shorts, flip-flops, and shades. Mm-hmm. You He's going to never have a shirt. He's going to crush <laughs> No, today. I don't. <laughs> you got a problem with it? <laughs> not at all. I'll no. sit up front, yeah, too. Yeah, it's at your mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, um, wait, wait, wait. One more thing. Um. Do you think John Brady regrets running those guys off the basketball team? Because that would have been an all-timer. Corey Webster, Michael Clayton, Marcus Spears. And they needed guys, too. Done some long. I mean, just let those Um, guys go run. Yeah. Shouldn't have coached them like basketball players. No, let them kind of come in and show up. They're going to play 8 to 12 minutes a night anyway. You know what I mean? Put them all on the floor at the same time. But Brady just wasn't that guy then. He wasn't that guy. He would do it now. Yes. He would absolutely do it now. He would absolutely do it now. Um, We could ask him that. Yeah. But he will also tell you how good of players those cats were because he did go scout them in high school. Yeah. You know, what I mean, you have to you have to know who you're getting. I mean, Corey Webster, bro. Corey Webster and and one of my best friends in high school, Courtney Trask, who was the starting point guard 
at Memphis for three years in 99, 2000, and 01 and was the Sunbelt Freshman of the Year for Johnny Jones because at Memphis in 99, Johnny Jones was the bench coach and they fired the head coach and they elevated Johnny Jones to the interim. And, and Jones, one of his first moves was he made Courtney Trask his point guard. Courtney graduated from Parkview in 1999 with me and he was the point guard on those Parkview three state championship runs with Robert Jupiter, Sean Johnson, uh, Jermaine Williams, who went on to play at LSU. Marcus Ledoux played at LSU, transferred out. Um, and um, what was I, I? I lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, uh, John Brady scouted those cats. John Brady scouted them. And, Mark, and Corey Webster came to Parkview our senior year, and it was Courtney Trask versus Corey, we- versus, uh, Corey Webster. Webster. And... Corey Webster was kind of like known as the, the football player. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he was the quarterback. He was the defensive back. He was the guy. And Courtney Trask was the basketball player in the city. I mean, he was. And Courtney's a dog. You know what I mean? And I've told his story, and I love Courtney. He's my brother. Uh, I still talk to him to this day. I love you, CT. But we know it. Webster ate him up that night. Oh, no. I mean, like I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it just because I was like, no, Courtney's going to kick his ass. You know what I mean? He's the basketball player. He's the basketball player. guy, yeah, yeah. You and got Corey Webster C. coming Webb off the football came, field. And, and he was one of those practice. cats where when the ball would get through the net, he'd be in a defensive stance. Yeah, oh. And he'd pick fucked. you up for 94 feet, and he was, sli- DB. He was sliding his feet, and he was on your body, and he was like, he was such a smart player. Courtney was left-handed, and he made Courtney go right. And Courtney could go right all night. He could go right, but he was still a little awkward on it. You, you know what I mean? That, he that wants yeah, size, I just yeah. want to be able to get to it for two dribbles so I can get it right back and he would never let him get to his left and it was it was a clinic. You know what I mean? It was a Clamps. it was a defensive clinic. He bottled, he bottled him. And Brady was sitting front row that night and I didn't know coach like I knew, you know, like I I grew to know him. Um but I still, he, he, I will, I, you know, I'd be like, I remember seeing you there. He'd be like, that damn Corey Webster boy. <laughs> Corey Webster, something nice. I mean, like when, when Saban came over and talked to him, like, hey, look, Clayton Spears and Webster want to come out. I don't want him to do it, but here's the deal. You know, I think Saban was probably like, run them off. You know what I mean? Like, run them. You can't have them. Just yeah. run them into the ground. I don't want to tell them no, but you run them off because they're not playing. You know what I mean? This one falls on you guys. They're the nucleus of our national championship run next year, and you can't have them. But I don't want to tell them no, because I told them yes in recruiting, but you make it miserable for them. (laughs) Remember that dinner we went to when you said you'd run them off? Like, now's the time. Exactly. Uh, So have a great day. Happy Memorial Day to everybody out there. Appreciate the crew for stopping in this morning. We'll be on social media. We'll have that video clip on social media as well. Yes, sir. Um, And uh, everybody, thank you for interacting with us this morning. Make sure to shout out to Go Chevrolet. If you're shopping a car today, today's a great uh, great day to shop them. Uh, Get to Laplace. Get to the used car lot on Florida Boulevard for Go Express Auto Sales. Uh, Thanks for all of our sponsorship. Johnson Spillers, Go Chevrolet, Falaya. Uh, Metropolitan Health Group, uh, Elevate Treatment Center, uh, RMB Builders, uh, Hub International Insurance, Phil's Oyster Bar, Harper's Haberdashery, Advanta Clean, Advanta Clean, Nevadas, Red Stick Sports, Majestic Coffee, all of the supporters here. Happy Memorial Day from all of us. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Remember, our podcast is brought to you by RMB Builders. RMB Builders is a custom home builder offering both new construction and remodeling to Baton Rouge and surrounding areas.
They are licensed for commercial as well as residential construction. They can also handle your office renovation or building maintenance. Remember, they are on social media. You can find them on Instagram at RMB Builders LLC or on Facebook at facebook.com backslash RMB Builders LLC. You can also visit them on their website at www.rmb-builders.com.